0: Ever feel like you've got
1: to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan?
0: Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more,
1: see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should.
0: With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do.
1: Because there's so much more in you.
0: Y'all, we are so excited for today's topic. You should feel something. Now this week's topic poses a simple question. Has there ever been a time when you were emotionally numb or detached to a season or an event in your life?
1: Oh, yes. And if there was a time, are you aware that it caused a disconnect? We not only are going to hear from a caller on this topic, but also we have a really special guest with us today to weigh in and to share with us that nothing in our lives are wasted, but it's useful to process through. And we're going to learn how to find ourselves fully experiencing the potential times where you want to numb out. We're going to learn how to experience gratitude and purpose instead.
0: Yeah, for sure. Y'all are going to love our guest today. Her name is Casey Van Norman. She is a mama, a wife, an author, a speaker, a teacher, a lover of all things Texas and football. She is relatable. She's fun. And an Enneagram 3, I think so. Yes, she is. Yeah. And she's full of Texas sass and spunk. And by trade, she's a counselor. And she's also a pro at listening to feelings of others. Casey teaches us how to find glory in the grit and leave nothing wasted. Y'all welcome Casey Van Norman. <laughs> Come on. Best intro yes. ever.
2: Oh, thank oh. you.
0: Well today let's feel all the things and find freedom from that should. This is the part of the show where we rapid-fire things that we are grateful for in 30 seconds. This week, we're going to make it a bit interesting. We've got a guest with us, Casey Van Norman, and she's going to play against Jenny, and they're going to go for 30 seconds and tell us what they're grateful for back and forth. Jenny, I want you to start us, okay? I don't want our guest to feel as though she's got all this pressure, all right? So you're going to start with the first thing you're thankful for. Get ready, start the clock, and... Confetti like praise.
1: Okay, coffee. Every time, every time I say coffee. Uh, Math tutors. Oh, highlighters. Mm, Good one. Uh, Chicken pot pie. Oh, I'm thankful for your book. Yes, and amen. Oh, that was a nice one. I'm not going
2: that deep. Um, I was about to say, I was about to say uh, those petals that you put in your bra. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll double down how on that many one. Point, how many points do I get for that one? Time, time, oh, yes, time, um, our time.
0: Listen, I don't even need to know why you're thankful for that. I just know uh, anything uh, revolving around bra and boobs, I'm yeah. thankful for. Okay, good. Because, you know, I'm already as as there, on I'm the, with you.
2: Yeah, on the same page. Won't you do it, y'all.
0: Time and time again, won't you do it, y'all. do it y'all do it let's celebrate how god is using this podcast to make an impact and share a review and don't forget if you are loving the show leave a review on apple podcast or however you listen now username miss grad said this she said yes i mean i have to read it with all those s's i don't know what else to do (laughs) yes i absolutely love this This show bursts with joy and profound insights. It's vulnerable, but also produces belly laughter. Thank you for relying on the Holy Spirit's truth. I love that. You know what's so funny, Jenny, that gets me every single time is that people equate Holy Spirit with laughter now.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that that. we
0: haven't seen in the Christian culture for a long while is that Holy Spirit can be fun. And so I love when we get reviews like this because it makes me go... Thank you that you understand that both and can be possible. So you get us, Miss Grad. We love you. Thank you for your review. Thank you for all the stars. And if you want to leave some stars in a review, five stars is civilized. Anything under that is not. So peace out, y'all. We'd love to True. get your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> True. You called in with your questions. You shared with us your shoulds. We just want to listen and maybe we can do some good.
1: You said what? You know, we ask you, we invite you to call in. We had a lot of callers to call in on the topic of when do you go numb? uh, When do you like stop feeling stuff? And we want to challenge you if you want to call and be a part of an upcoming episode, just call 315 308 0163. But we're going to highlight a caller today who really shared their heart with us when they went emotionally numb. So in most cases uh, from you guys, the callers that we heard, we heard a lot of commonalities rise to the top and there was an emotional disconnect immediately following trauma, either from the loss of a child or the loss of a loved one or a parent. A lot Mm -hmm. of people uh, tended to isolate during grief and they shut down emotionally. And today's caller, it was a little different. This is Joy from St. Louis. Um, I went through a separation from my husband after discovering a very lengthy sex addiction issue. And I sent two girls off um, in separate directions, one to Brazil and one to college in Ohio, all in about a nine-month period of time. Um, There's so many emotions, you don't even know what to do with them. I went from a family of five to basically being almost an empty nester with one at home in nine months. And that's a lot to take in. So yeah, emotions set down at that point. I would love to hear what your suggestions are other than counseling, which I am in and would highly recommend to everybody, whether you've been through something that crazy or not. Thanks. Bye.
0: Well, first off, I'm going to say to Joy in St. Louis, um, you are not alone. When you have almost too many emotions, it's very easy to say, screw them all. (laughs) I don't don't know what to do with one, but now you've given me a thousand. You're not alone. But I also want to encourage you that um, even with so many emotions, it is possible to just reach in and hold one for a second. Hmm. That's something that I didn't know um, is that my, my grief and my emotions don't overpower me but I have the ability in Christ and literally through the power of the Holy spirit to identify one emotion and hold it steady and be able to bring it that, that and put it really against the knowledge of God and say, what do you know about this? What do you know about this feeling? What do you know about this thought? What do you know about this fear? And I want to hear your voice in it. I can't take anything else, but I can, I can handle this one right now. I would encourage you to do that work alone alone with God. And if you feel the onslaught of many, see which one rises to the top first, write it out by name in a journal, like literally open up a piece of paper and, and get a pen, pencil, crayon, marker, whatever, and put that emotion down to paper, stare it in the face, and then go to this wonderful thing called Google and say, what does the Bible say about blank? That one emotion. And I believe for an onslaught of many emotions, there's a simple tool that we can use. It's very practical. When you isolate one and you start seeing the word of God, how it speaks to that emotion, you, know, you now have a bullet for what you're experiencing. And I do say that the word of God is a bullet to any scheme of the enemy that would make you feel a certain way especially overwhelmed and incapable because we're not operating for victory, right? We're operating from victory. So we don't do that on a daily basis when we feel overwhelmed. So in order to not be so overwhelmed, isolate one, get the word of God to speak over that one. And then when you feel like, okay, we ain't doing that again because the word of God tells me, then you can go and say, let that second one rise to the top, turn the page, write it down. And do it as many days in a row as you have to, as many years in a row as you have to, because God does not leave you helpless and hopeless, and He also doesn't leave you absolutely isolated. You know, that's that's just that's just something that the enemy is really good at telling us: is you're the only one that's ever felt this, you're the only one that's ever experienced this, and um, as a matter of fact, it's it's your cross to bear. This. If you feel heavy in the burden that you're bearing right now, can I tell you right now, it's too much for you and it's not your burden at all. Yeah, give that mess up. And maybe it's just starting with one word, one emotion that you can handle and go day by day. Bring it to Jesus. I know it seems so Christian, y'all, but bring it to Jesus.
1: Yeah, and joy i mean i love that she mentioned mentions she's in counseling she's doing she's showing up yes. she's showing up for it and i see you're showing up for this too that's really great advice candace and we have an expert a counseling expert here <laughs> she's making a face <laughs> she's <setup>. like what <laughs> counseling extraordinaire casey um <laughs> what would you add what would you add to this conversation what would you say oh, to joy those in a similar process candace
2: you i'm like chin on the ground over here. Get it, girl. Mm-hmm. Everything that Candace said and then um, maybe just something. First of all, Joy, I'm I'm really so deeply sorry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes the very first thing you need is just somebody to acknowledge your hurt and that you are hurting where you're at and that mm-hmm. is horrific pain that you've experienced. So um, I always, I think, <laughs> I, I just want to encourage Joy to go grieve all the way to God, you know, that's the story of Job that we get that we so often come to because you think about somebody in the Bible that had onslaught of pain and suffering and injustice happened to them is, is Job. And what's so interesting at the end is he didn't ever really get the answer about why any of it happened. He never got the answer. He just got God saying, I'm God. I'm God, and I'm God, you know, kind of over and over. But in the process, here's what I want to encourage Joy to do. Job said some really hard things to God. You see, chapters upon chapters of Job not dialing it down, not mm. not t- not taming. In that time, would have been explicit. Ex-, ex. What's the word? Expletives. Ex- thank you, Candice. Cursing. I never get that. <laughs> How
1: did you do that? You a holy hustle right now.
2: Woo! Woo!
1: <laughs> <Kaleen>. <laughs> holy hustle.
2: Job said some cursing words to the Lord. He was working it out with God. And at the end, and here's what's funny. You see all these other conversations. His friends come in and say stuff to God. His wife comes in and says stuff. At the end, though, God says, Job honored me. But Job never mm-hmm. sinned. And all the stuff he said, and all the way he grieved, and all his misunderstanding, and all his fear, and all his pain, and all his anger. Job never sinned. Why? Because what he said, he said it to me. You know, all the other people talking, they were talking around God. They were talking about God. They were talking to each other about God, but Job said it to God. And Joy, I want to encourage you to say the hardest, worst thing to God first, and that he will receive it as a prayer. He, he will receive honor for the fact you will receive honor. He will receive honor from the fact that you are coming to him with your pain and not with everyone else. So be encouraged that he is making a way for truth. But the first step is that you grieve it with God all the way to God. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Grieve it with God all the way to God. Mm -hmm. When we take the worst of ourselves and we continue to get up and just petition the Lord and, and what we're saying sometimes sounds ugly. It sounds ugly. It sounds unholy. It sounds, Mm. it is not what you would say out loud at church in the Sunday school, you know, to your mentor. (laughs) I'm not praying in the prayer circle, this sucker today. Nope. No, (laughs) ma'am. That's when, that's when you just throw up the hand in prayer circle. You just, you know, throw up your hand, like, "Mm -mm, don't even
1: Mm -mm, even talk to me. Unspoken.
2: (laughs) Unspoken. unspoken. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm just now every Christianese thing. Traveling mercies, traveling mercies.
0: (laughs) Can you pray for my cat? cat. Cat. She has a a vet appointment tomorrow.
2: (laughs) But here's what I was going to say about prayer. And even if it's ugly is prayer. Here's the point of prayer. The point of prayer is not that we just say stuff to God to be saying stuff. The point of prayer is that he opens us up to his will yeah if we want the desires of our heart then that means we want the desires of god's heart because the real desires we want that are good and going to bring glory to him and have eternal purpose are the desires of god's heart so he's got to have a space to reveal those to us and give us the mind of christ and that is the point of prayer so prayer opens us up to the healing that we so desire because the healing that we think in this life, wow. it is nothing. We, we want little things. We want healing of our mind. We want healing of our body. Yeah. God's going, what? I have so much more for you. I have mm. whole healing that you will never feel pain again. I have whole healing that you will always reside in power and strength and truth. That is the healing I have for you. The kingdom here and now can live and dwell within you eternity can be a part of your pores and you are asking me for this little, no, open yourself up through Ooh. prayer to the Ooh. healing of the kingdom so that you, we can really fully experience that because then what, then we're not, we do not fear death. We do yeah. not fear being sick. I do not fear a rediagnosis with cancer because the yeah. healing that I want now it's not shallow, it's not little, it's not mediocre. The healing I want now is full and final mm-hmm. and total and I long for that. So I mm-hmm. welcome, I welcome pain, I welcome suffering, I welcome those things to happen so that my eyes can see the glory of Christ and the full healing that is for me. Ooh. So joy, keep on fighting. Candace, keep on fighting. Ginny, keep on fighting for that healing.
0: It really is amazing the things that we tell ourselves that we should and shouldn't do. The things that we constantly play on repeat in our heads. Come on now, what do we say? Casey, I know that you have an incredible resource available called Nothing Wasted just came out. And um, in this book, you address trauma, rejection, abandonment, loss. You have an entire chapter on how God uses our feelings to communicate to us in those times. And I just want to hear your story. I, I want to ask you, would you mind sharing a bit about why our feelings are so important to acknowledge in these yeah. moments and how have you heard God speak to you in those moments?
1: Yeah.
2: Thank you. I'm so honored and grateful for, for you, for you and Jenny, Candace, just giving mm. us as women a place to share our stories and to talk about the hard things and just be ordinary, average, normal people. I am so burdened for the church to just be normal. And I just think wow. that as a church, mm-hmm. we gain strength when we do that together. And I'm seeing more and more that we are, you know, uh, segregating ourselves and sparsing our stories out and trying to turn away from the things that have made us who we are. And so uh, not just as a professional counselor, but as a woman who has walked uh, through some really hard things, not only through victimization, but also as the offender, as someone who has deeply hurt other people and left wow. a ruin of relationships semi-wake. I want to speak to this place of a holy, sovereign, just good God who is using every single stitch of those pieces in such an intentional way to show us who he is and that that is real and true, that he's not conceptual, that he's not one way, that he's not subjective, he's not a concept. He is truly the reality of our life. And feelings and emotions are such a huge part of how he connects to us and how he speaks to us and how he reveals his character to us. And if we can begin to take him up on that, that every part of the worst part of us is still being used to show us his goodness um, and what he's doing in us, our calling, man, there's something liberating there. And that's really where I came full circle. That's what the book is about. It's about 10 years of, of self self self-reflection and, Um, the hindsight of this is what happened to me or around me or in me. And here is what God was saying and doing and who he was becoming and finding this. When we talk about freedom in the church, what does that mean? Well, what it really means from a physiological standpoint and the Hebrews got it right in the old Testament is that life in its truest sense is an integration of our psychological physiological and social experience and whoa, so when, whoa, whoa yeah let's
0: wow let's repeat that for just mm-hmm. a second because I'm slow yeah. sometimes and I think that those three words I was trying to process the definition as okay. you we're saying them and it's vital to understanding where we're moving in this podcast in this interview right now
2: Yes. So when we read throughout the Old Testament, especially, you're going to see the word life, that the word of God gives life, that our heart Mm -hmm. is the spring of life, from it flows everything that we're thinking, who we are. Okay, so that's the concept of life. We want abundant life. This is what Jesus uh, did for us. And what God created and designed for Jesus to do for us is to give us the fullness of life. But what does that mean? And why do we miss it? Um, Why did I miss it for so long? And Mm. and when I say I missed it, as a Christian, so let me, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm also going to give a disclaimer that my story is not, I was not a believer, did all this rebellious stuff, came to know the Lord, and then, no, it was. (laughs) True Blue, sincere, loved Jesus in the church, leading ministry on staff at church, and was involved in some of the most vile, disgusting, offensive, habitual sin of my life. How did Mm. I get there? Mm. And I got there because there was um, not an integration of the life experience that God designed us to have. So Mm. this is what happens with emotional detachment or um, anytime our feelings are not processed in real time. Yeah. So this is what we do. So psychologically, mentally, we're not allowing the experience or the message that we're receiving from other people uh, to come all the way into our the front part of our brain where we reason, where we think, where God yeah. really renews and transforms us into a new thought. Because we yeah. all we have a backlog of memories. Um and so for me some of my backlogs were I come from a dysfunctional home where there's abandonment, alcohol, and abuse, the three toxic mm. A's. My dad leaves. I'm dealing with what's wrong with me. Why? There's no, mm. and there's no feeling language in my home to talk about your feelings, to talk about your emotion is weakness. And so, and, and my parents, as all of our parents are, are only loving us to the point of what they how they've been loved and what they know of love. Yeah. Um, so when we can start to see our parents another sidebar that's another podcast when we can start to see our parents that way it really gives us just a tremendous amount of grace and ability to respect so many things that we um you know were so harsh about early on but anyway so
1: mm-hmm. if
2: you but if you grow up in a in a home where there's not a lot of talk about this made me feel this way or i experienced this like this um, you end up in this self preservation which is what i did i ended up in a self preservation well let me earn what i did know is earning love that's how i became an enneagram 3 i knew <laughs> yeah. how to manipulate a situation mm. to get you to love me or to manipulate a situation to push you away from the vulnerabilities in me so that you won't see how messed up i am and what i the things that i don't know about love right so i and i created those things and that's where <laughs> psychologically we are uh, suppressing ourselves when we're not allowing God to give full a full sense a whole sense of what we've experienced matters now we need to think about it Mm -hmm. we need to think about what we experienced in our childhood we need to think about how we were taught love um, how it was given to us how we received it or not we need to think about the absences and the gaps of truth in our life and what took the place of that, because we believe something. We mm. always believe something. Our heart was made to worship something at all times. There's no middle ground. We are mm. either at any given point, believing a truth or lie period. Ooh. There's no lu- There's no middle. There's no, you know, half glass, half full. No, we are always full of something. We are either full of the truth or the lie.
1: Wow. Ooh. I just want to urge the listeners to like, go get a notebook. Take notes. Yep. I'm sitting yep. here like I can't scramble fast enough. Oh dang, Felicia! <laughs> like this is amazing. Okay, take notes, everybody. Candace, what did you? What did you want to bring up, girl? The thing that I love the most, man. I'm just gonna.
0: I'm gonna jump and preach, shout here. Come on second. now, do it. Come on, preach. The thing that I love the most is you're saying this is not immune to people that have Jesus and the hope of glory. Yeah. I was in the stinking church. Yeah. And I still became emotionally detached so much so that I had developed a different coping mechanism of self-preservation so that nobody would get to the depths and the junk of what I was dealing with from right. years back.
2: The great news about God is that he does give us incredible self-preservation techniques. I mean, we're mm. built, the oldest part of our brain is built with that fight, flight, freeze, freeze, I mean, we go straight into, um, you know, those very innate responses within us that are the same for everybody, you know, all humans experience that. But then over the course of our life, we've watched patterns of experiences and people and how they respond to outside stimuli and outside messages. And we adapt those onto ourselves. So, so much of our core identity really is settled into us by the time we're seven. I mean, mm. we, we wow. know in the womb, mm. we have studies now, it just blows your mind, the studies now that we have to show us the scientific data on a child in the womb and their, the parts of their brain that are active. And a part of that is wow. attachment. I mean, we know in the womb, whether our parents want us or not. Wow. Acts 17 is one of the most beautiful scriptures because Paul is telling this group of people that every part of your life, every boundary, every um, neighborhood, the neighborhood you grew up in, your place on the map, mm. your point in history, your home has been completely designed. You are exactly where you're supposed to be, exactly as God planned it, get this, in order that we might feel our way to Him.
1: Wow. I can't, I I just feel like you're speaking such hope. You're like
2: It's so hopeful.
1: In order that
2: we might feel our way to him and you, you know what the original translation of that word feeling is? It's groping. Groping. Wow. It's a it's a sense that our the design in and of itself all albeit completely sovereign and holy Um, that in it there is going to be suffering and pain and evil and hard things come into our life so that we can really know who God is, so that we come to a point in our life where we can stop numbing, where we can stop um, play pretending and in the shallow water of our spirituality, and we can actually say, no, this is who I am, and I'm going to take God up on the offer that he has given me my whole life. And he has used every person and every experience to prove himself to me once and finally and fully. And now that is freedom. That is freedom for the believer Yeah, to live in that. And that comes through, girl, oh my goodness. I mean, part of my story is that I come out of this childhood abandonment and I'm looking for it. I mean, typical story, looking for it in all the wrong places. That's a country song. Uh, <laughs> looking or for Saturday Night, love night Live, yeah, yeah come, come on. The wrong hey. places, looking for love and faces. Okay, between
1: you oh, and did you, you ever the hear singing.
0: the Eddie the Eddie Murphy version on Saturday Night Live? No,
1: whooping, pin up, and all the wrong <laughs> paces. <laughs> Can we got quarrels? Bring it in. I just want to say you guys are singing battle singing, and I just want to let all our listeners know that Candace legit felt that last holy moment and like walked off she like walked out of camera she couldn 't oh, get it. It was so
0: it I, really good when you said the scripture about that we are designed to feel our way, man i I have become so like this good. massive tear person lately i i I find. Uh, more regret in not what I've done that's shameful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I find more regret in the moments that I missed reaching out to God. It's good, Candice. <sighs> I find more disdain in those moments that I could have just touched them, yes. that I could have just put my hand out. And for me, those are the opportunities that I see God restoring in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't see Gosh. him... I don't see him being like, You jerk, you didn't feel for me. You Mm-mm. didn't look for me. And you you lamo, you were so far away. And and look at you. I, I hear the heart of such a loving God that goes, Yes. I was right there and I wanted to be touched. Mm-hmm. And I feel so many times we're we're begging for a touch from Jesus and he's saying, mm-hmm. I wanted to be touched as well. Mm-hmm. If you would have just reached out your hand, you know. So
2: um, that is so yeah. good, Candace. I He wants yeah. us to have a real, yeah. whole experience of Him, yeah. and I think sometimes mm-hmm. we're really hard on ourselves because we think we need to have this figured out by the time we're thirty, you know. And, and that, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. And 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 Lord, help us in our twenties. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> All the things that we, but here's the thing that's just not reality. We know that all the things that we yeah. think we know about Him and others and ourselves, He is stripping those down. And everyone is on a different process from one deg- degree of glory to the next and working at our salvation. <laughs> and the, the beautiful yeah. news is that the most level playing field is the cross. And when mm. we can begin to see our fellow human beings at the level ground of the cross, well, then. Then we start to believe the good news of Jesus Christ and we start to act like it. And that's what, um, man, talk about numbing, talk about detachment that, and you hit, you just said, you said it so well, Candace. And that's what I want so many listeners to hear because that's kind of your first red flag. So I had, uh, I was molested and raped when I was 15, Mm -hmm. went off the rails, um, attempted to numb that pain and every Uh, fix I could find. Sexual promiscuity, drugs, partying. Uh, My main addiction was church. My main addiction was religion. Wow. Uh, Took that into my marriage, married this wonderful man, didn't tell him any of my junk, was so scared he was going to leave me. And already believing the lie in my marriage, which is the lie we all believe, which leads us to emotional detachment. Same lie that the serpent told Eve in the garden. It's been the same, always is. Four words, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Casey, did God really mm-hmm. say this is the man for you? Did God really say you're supposed to be married to this guy for the rest of your life? Yeah. Did God really say you can be loved on your worst day and that this man isn't going to use it against you? And so when you start to say that every day, you going to believe it. We believe what we think about. We are the line of our most repetitious thoughts. That is our identity, whatever we think about mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. And so I'm believing, <laughs> did God really, would you really say this? And that did that. Le- I mean, that led to an affair. I, I cheated on my husband and betrayed those closest to me as a leader in the church with my best friend's husband for three years. And it was the absolute fallout of my life. Absolute fallout. And you know where I'd find myself, Candice. this brings me back. And this is what nothing wasted. The book is all about is coming full circle with all of this sin. But you said something so profound and it was so true of me. I would find myself in the middle of this affair because the, you know, the high of that moment—that's that's a few minutes. But then you've got to come back to reality and the fact that I've got mm. kids to raise and a husband who's going off to work every day, and I'm sitting here in my flannel pajamas with spit up and wiping things and going, "Who, who the heck am I right now?" Is, mm-hmm. is anyone but Oprah listening to me? You know, <laughs> and right. I'm finding myself in the closet at 2 a.m. underneath, tucking myself underneath the clothes of, of in our closet, backing into a corner, popping prescription pills and sobbing and, and literally in a fetal position on the floor, rocking back and forth. Because you know where I'd go when my parents fought? You know, mm-hmm. when I was five years old and I was scared and I mm-hmm. thought I was worthless and I thought there was zero hope for my life and I was so confused. You know where I went after that man molested me? And I knew that no one would believe me if I told them I went into the closet and I tucked myself under those clothes and I rocked in a fetal position. And where we know where we are detached, wherever our inner child, you know, Mm -hmm. comes to the forefront. That's what we're looking for. We can be the same. We can be 35 years old and three years old at the same time. You know, I've always had a lot of friends that have walked
0: through those emotions of reconnecting. Because here we've talked about what it's like to detach, but when you reconnect, mm. it almost feels just as daunting and scary and painful. You almost wonder Am I strong enough? Can I withstand this? And have I been served well enough by what I've already lived? And can I keep on going this pace without having to do that hard work of going backwards? And that is the thing that has kept me at the precipice of living a life emotionally numb, is because I feel like I'd rather be numb than to actually be in pain again. And the irony listen, I always say uh, if God is the author and perfecter of my faith, his greatest writing tool is always irony. It's always irony. He uses it every single day. It's good. But the irony is when we actually face the moments to reattach, to go back to get forward, it's a beauty in the pain that feels as though we're replacing ashes for beauty, a garment of heaviness for a garment of praise. Mm-hmm. These moments where we find we are now not the, the child that we were, and we can withstand a new level and threshold of pain because we are stronger. That's right. And, um, I just want to, I feel like there's this holy moment and that's happening for somebody listening. Like I, I am, first of all, I'm torn to bits about the innocence that was robbed from you, Casey, yeah, but I don't yeah. feel like it's just your story. I feel like somebody listening right now identifies Yes. and they feel utterly hopeless. And when you yeah. said, Hey, this is where I went and this is what I did. They're like, me too, girl. Mm. I want to encourage you right now with all that I have inside of me. Philippians 1.6. He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Like I don't know what you have to reattach to,
1: mm.
0: but I know our God didn't ever stop and he's not stopping now mm. and he Jesus. will not stop in the future. And whether you are strong or, or weak in this moment and in this conversation as you're listening and you don't have any gumption to get up and feel again, can I encourage you that maybe your first step is acknowledging that you've got somebody that has never stopped feeling for you. Oh gosh, yes. Um, Preach. And so I just, I want to encourage that listener and listen, if you are that person, please reach out private message us, whatever you got to do to get in touch. We want to hear from you and we want to know you by name so that we can start partnering with you in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like this is just one person. I feel like there's going to be several that come out of the shadows today. Praise Jesus. And, and even as you're listening to this, whether it be in your car or in your mirror, putting on makeup or in your headphones at the gym and you're trying to work your tail off, I feel like you get right now, those Holy spirit chill bumps and you know, this, this is for me don't sit on this. Maybe you've been emotionally numb for far too long. Today's the day to reattach.
1: Yeah. I want to um, re the show a little. And Casey, you you had this defining moment, obviously, of just something changed, something turned. I want you to walk us through that. And, and this is going to lead into the next section called He Said What, where you just teach us the Bible. Because people, yeah. this, this, I mean, we're feeling it like we're all over here crying. I'm sure the listeners are feeling it. I'm so thankful for you being a leader who is willing to talk about this hard stuff. So lead us into your turning point and what the Bible has to say and just go for it.
2: There is a season in every single person's life where we have to come to terms with truth and not just any truth. I mean, we've got to have an absolute truth. We really do because there are so many messages. We know that we live in a, we have thousands of messages in our hand at any given moment, live and in present time. So what in the world are we standing on? Because even we're going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. We are one way people and we only know, what we know. And here's, the, here's the, the hard part that we've got to learn through our life is that knowledge and understanding are completely different. Mm. No, knowledge is a, is a group of facts that we've collected. It's information. It's data. It's not that it's so much wrong. It just mm. may not be the most helpful thing. Now, understanding, however, is what God calls wisdom, and and all through the Bible we, we see this call to grow up, to get wisdom. Whatever you do, Proverbs, whatever you do, get yeah. wisdom. If you're gonna do nothing else in your life, get wisdom. And the the true yeah. the Hebrew word for that, what that meant was understanding. Get this, it meant a whole way of living and thinking and reasoning, reasoning, where you can look at a person, the most dysfunctional person in your life, and you can see above it maybe they're, you know, Proverbs also tells us a great lesson to get above an offense. Don't be always offended by every little thing. Look down from the top of it and look at what they may be going through and where they may be hurting Mm. and and then have the maturity to have a self-awareness that says, okay, and now I'm responding from inner child. I'm Mm -hmm. responding from this all that I know, which is limited. So what if, what if there's a truth that bridges the gap for us? And that gap is grace. That gap mm. is grace. We will never fully be in and of ourselves right. We will never yeah. be fully in and ourself always right about something. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. always still going to be misses. Like even if Candace and I were on the phone every day together talking, sharing in our soul with one another, there's still going to be parts of her that I will never truly know because that is sacred for God. He is the only one meant to satisfy that. So first, we've just got to stop setting people up for things they were not designed to do. We've got to stop it. And that was a large part of me coming to terms with who I was, what I'd gone through, tracing back through my life, uh, the abuse, the abandonment, my own adultery that wounded and hurt so many people and really uh, kind of uh, stumbling into this writing and teaching and stuff. I, I didn't set up to, I became a counselor. I mean, I was working for, I had worked for 10 years as a professional counselor before I ever thought mm. of writing those things down and actually doing the work on me. Mm. Yeah. And here's what completely changed my life. And here's what I write about in the book and what I love to share and why I do this is that here in the worst moment of my life, when I have betrayed and I am the person that you think I am like reality caught up to me and this lie could no longer hold. And, um, God has taken me to the end of myself of everything that I thought I knew about him and other people. And I I want you to know I'm crying. You know, I'm crying because I'm attached. You know, I'm crying because I have completely and fully allowed the weight Mm -hmm. of all the things that have happened to me, around me, and in me to be true of me in the present moment with you on this podcast. So whenever you hear this, you can just know that I am a whole person saying this in the spirit. My husband stood there. This is not of himself. This is of the Lord. But my husband stood there when I had nothing to offer him, nothing in my hands, nothing to give him, fully expecting him to walk away. And his words to me were this, Casey, I am so hurt, and I'm so mad, and I want to walk away, but I don't know how to not love you. I don't know how to not love you. And here's what that did. (laughs) That set grace free in my life. suddenly my senses and my past and everything that had happened to me and around me, everything began to make sense in the light of grace. Hmm. Because this is what Jesus is saying to us every single day. I don't know how to not love you. I am am here to do the will of my Father. Hmm. And for me to not do the will of my Father is to turn on myself. It is to turn on eternity. And Hmm. everything that has happened is a part of that eternal plan to set you up to experience the radical, liberating grace and love of me, Jesus. Mm. So I don't know how to not love you on your worst day. And I'm telling you, you want to talk about, I mean, (laughs) power. You want to talk about strength. You want to talk about um, having every resource and everything that we need and being set up with every divine capability to believe it. I mean, it's right there and that is what the bible teaches us the bible is a whole work of jesus old testament and new testament pointing us to a grace that is true and real and we've got to claim it every single day because no matter what we think jesus does not know how to not be himself and do what he was sent here to do which is love us completely
0: You know, when you do a podcast entitled You Should Feel Something, you shouldn't be surprised that you're going to feel something. We're
1: all crying. I'm all just sitting God. here,
0: just like, oh. well, Holy Spirit, Jehovah, sneaky, right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Every
1: five minutes,
0: I'm like, all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is I, beautiful. I'm listening and looking at a woman that is, when you say, I'm, I'm coming to you whole, that's why I feel. You know, I, I was under the assumption that when John 10, 10, Jesus told us about this thief, this, this enemy to him being a shepherd <laughs> was out to steal, kill and destroy, but he's come to give me life and give it abundant. I was under the assumption that that meant that my life was going to be just a joy ride. Mm. And really what I've come to learn older as I get, and the more that I acknowledge my feelings, the more that I revisit trauma. And, and speak to my grief and don't let my grief control me. The more that I do that, I discovered that abundant life that he promised meant that we will laugh more, Yeah. but it also means that we will cry more and we definitely will feel more. Yes. And I feel as though listeners right now, there may be a lack of that abundant promise in your life because you're just not allowing this Holy Spirit to do his work in you. I would just say, um, and and listen it's so funny that you've even said some things about being self-aware and going from glory to glory our episode last week uh it just talked about being self-aware and <laughs> and it's i feel like this conversation is building upon what we just left last week because it's like god himself is setting us up for a moment to reconnect yes and and we are all together here listeners jenny casey me we as people that have a God that loves us, we are sitting here in a very raw, vulnerable moment saying, God, we want to feel again. And we want the fullness of what you offer us. I feel as though if this doesn't hit on a very personal level for every single person li- listening, I'd be surprised. I'd mm. be surprised.
2: Yeah,
0: mm. I'd be shocked, as a matter of fact.
2: Mm. That's the beautiful work, um, listeners and you guys about our stories and that's why God speaks through narrative like he does because it is the part of us that is the same. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Stories are the part of yeah. us that are the same. So we we immediately connect on feeling rejected or feeling fear or feeling like, you know, am I really useful? And that that has, that is the most healing instrument to know that we are the same in that. And that God is not trying to use somebody else's story to become ours. He really wants to use the natural resource, the raw material of who we've been and what we've experienced to yeah. s- put us on a lane that we are only, only we can do. It's just for yeah. us. So that keeps us from spinning out of control. You know what I mean? Like trying to do everything, compare ourselves to everyone. No, I can look back at my life and I can chart it and I can put Mm. a blueprint down. That's the work that we do in the book. Nothing wasted. And I I really do. This is not a, this is not a shameless plug. This is a sincere book and curriculum that took me 10 years to write, because I hope people Mm. will go out and get it and do the work to really be free and not just say stuff that sounds good and Christianese, but actually, that is true of us and we live that way. Wow.
0: I really do want to encourage our listeners. um, If you've never even gone through a Bible study, you're like, hey, I don't even know what she's talking about curriculum. It's really amazing. Uh, We record these videos where we teach and you get to see the nuances in our face. You get to hear our, our tone. You get to have us in your living room or at your office computer in the middle of a lunch break. And then you get to have a workbook to go alongside with it and walk through and go to deeper levels. So if that's something you're feeling like, this connected so hard and I need this resource, we're going to put all the links to everything that you need to know about Casey and where to find those in our show notes for today. And that's simply at shuttheshutup.com. You go there and you'll be able to stream any episodes you've missed in the past and to find the resources available that we've talked about. And I encourage you to do it, even if you're the only one. And sometimes uh, we feel like, oh, this is for a small group together. This is such a personal encounter with God that you may want to do this alone. You may want to say, I want this for myself to walk through it and go at my own pace and really pray through some of the things that she's talking about and go deeper. We're only offering you part of the conversation. As a matter of fact, this is only what I would consider an eighth of the work. The rest is up to you with what you get from this moment and how you respond is crucial. I don't say that so that we can sell a book. I'm saying you're hearing a lady that has given you ten years of her life to put a resource in your hands for you to walk a path that maybe allows you to feel God once again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and and we we are desperately praying that for you, for ourselves yeah. and for our friend Casey. You know, I feel like we'd be amiss because I'm feeling this heaviness to pray for you, listening right now. Hey, let's pray. I cannot shake the fact that there are like goosebumps on the back of my neck, hairs just standing up, knowing that many of you feel as though nobody's seen me, nobody's heard my story. You would absolutely think I was justified in not feeling a single thing. We can talk all day long. We can, we can spin wisdom and we can say, take some notes, and we'll tweet some things out after this episode and make it a pretty little graphic. I tell you what, nothing's more powerful than when we go to the one that actually can intervene, step in with his might and his power, because nothing is too small for him. And no person is out of his grasp and out of that grace reach that Casey talked about. So y'all let's pray.
1: God, I just thank you for Casey and her vulnerability and sharing what you've brought her through. And I know it is going to impact so many, not just women, but so many people, so many families, God. And as she was sharing the story of how her husband responded, I just felt like some people were saying, well, I'm not going to get that response. (laughs) I'm not going to have somebody be all in when I start to deal and feel and go through this stuff. And and if you're thinking that, I want to pray over you specifically that you are okay knowing that God obviously is the one that you get Mm. that response from. God Mm -hmm. is the one who heals the brokenhearted. God is the one who repairs the childhood wounds that you've been numbing out over here. And I just pray for a peace that surpasses all understanding that you start to get that wisdom and that knowledge in in your heart and in your head to actually be comfortable enough to step in the pain and to feel the love from a God who loves you so deeply because you're so worth it. Mm -hmm. You are so worth it. And and Casey, you can pray however you feel, however you feel led.
2: Oh, Father, you are so good. Yeah. You are so totally good in every decision and move that you make. Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to trust you more today than we did yesterday. And Lord, it blows my mind that before the foundations of the world were set, you knew who would tune in right now to this podcast and hear these words, Lord, and I know that you see deeply into the heart of every single listener, that you knew them before the foundations of the world were laid, that you set them apart according to your will and to your eternal plan. And I pray right now that in the midst of the pain, Mm. that in the midst of the trauma, in the midst of the doubt, um, of the anger, of the fear, of all the feelings, that that feel like they could pull us away from you, God, that instead that they would trust you right now in the sound of my voice to draw them toward you, the only healer, the only savior, the only redeemer and restorer. Lord, thank you that we can go all the way in to all of our feelings with you. May we be brave to feel them all the way to you not stop not stop with mere mortal people not be reactive offended bitter people the rest of our life but live in the freedom to the freedom to fail the freedom not to get it right the freedom uh, to not have to fix everybody around us lord because you through jesus christ have finished the work you have gone to the cross you have paid the debt fully. You have forgiven us all the way to the end, which means we are free. We are free to live this thing out fully in you, loving the way that you love us without any need of return. May we be people that live so whole in the life of your word, in the life of who you are, that we no longer need a single thing from anyone. because Now we can just give them, give them your grace, give them your love, because we are overflowing to capacity with it, God. Yes. Oh, Father, I thank you for this time you placed us on the map with the parents that we've had, with the friends that we have. May we not for one minute in your name, Jesus, believe the lie of the enemy that you have set us up for failure in any way, because you have not. Wow. You have not set us up in any way. No part of our position eternally has been compromised or is condemned. Now may we believe that and lay claim to that more and more and more as we grow in faithfulness and love. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for healing us. And thank you for giving us the church to rally and to bond and to link arms with one another and believe in the messages that we preach of truth, God, mm. we thank you. And I thank you for Candace and Jenny and for the listeners. And I thank you for this opportunity to just put a microphone on your message, God, your good news Amen. that sets us free. And it's in yeah. your name. We pray and we believe. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Whew. Amen.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Nothing yeah. wasted. Nothing is wasted, friends. Really, this is just the beginning. I I mean, we're just in puddles of tears over here. Like we, we really, really, really think we should all get this resource and like work through it. It's just the beginning. There's so much more for you. And Casey, I so appreciate, I'm glad we got to meet today. I appreciate your leadership and just you stepping into the hard places is equipping so many others to do the same. So Thank you for your time today. Thank you, friends. Love y'all so much. May the Lord be with you. May the
0: Lord bless you. May you feel once again the things that have been long dormant in your heart. Shut the should up, everybody. We love you. And we will see you next week. To share your should, call 315-308-0163.
1: And you may be featured on an upcoming episode. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars.
0: If there's one thing you're going to shud yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.